0: You're not avoiding the IRS or you're you're still meeting your legal obligations. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson. I'm here with Rochelle Smith, she's the producer of this podcast, and then across from me, we have Lauren Merkel, he's a certified financial planner. He is recently off of vacation and back at work. And what the people are dying to know, Rochelle, you know what it is, don't you? Did the bobbers work? Did the, did <laughs> the, the, bait, uh, the <laughs> Whatever bait the bait the <laughs> lure? Okay, so you, yeah, I kind of want to set it up, but it's your story to tell. You cheated. I mean, you essentially went into vacation as a cheater.
1: You, well, you could call it that. You know, I was so excited because I, I had experience. I used this uh, robotic lure, ice fishing, and it's so cool. You put it in the water, it activates, and it just swims around like a, like a real fish, and it lights up. So not only does it have light... But then it just kind of swims around. So I took one of these to my nephew. He's 12, and he really likes fishing. And so I, I gave him one, and we tested it in the sink, and we couldn't get it to work. So then I had to order a couple more f- specifically for this fishing trip because he's, he's on this fishing trip. Okay. And uh, after his experience with it in the sink, he didn't want anything to do with it. He just wanted to use his Berkley's, which actually had a lot more success than my robotic fish. So I used the robotic fish but the the lake that we were fishing in had too much seaweed lakes don't have seaweed, but you know what I mean? The weeds, the growth, sure. Yeah, had too much growth.
0: I think he was just was telling the joke and we were so like into the fish story. I missed I miss the punchline. I'm so sorry. You know, Rochelle I'm, can I'm insert y- like I'm, a drum roll or something for I'm, you Though I'm
1: used to the silence. It's okay. That's, that's,
0: that's
1: quite fine. It's <laughs> quite
0: fine. I'll insert a laugh track for you. Yes, good, right. good, good. There you go. so,
1: so the way this works is you use a bobber, but the bobber is one of the slip bobbers, right? So it, it allows the fish to go as deep as it wants to go. So they have all this, all this weeds and it would just keep going and getting tangled up in the weeds. So it wasn't a great setting to use the robotic fish. However, when I get in a good setting, I'm sure it's going to work really well.
0: Okay, this story's lame, right? <laughs> Do you give this a thumbs down? I mean, I was expecting more.
1: Did you think I was going to catch a big one with it?
0: Uh, that's what you're supposed mm. to say. Wow. Whether it happened or not. The thing is, fish Shell stories. and I weren't there. You could tell us you caught a whopper.
1: I know, but then you'd expect pictures and... <laughs> Yeah, because we don't yeah. trust you. No no
0: no, 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 You also recently celebrated a birthday, another tick of 365 days. How you feeling?
1: I'm feeling great. forgot all about it. Thanks for reminding me.
0: Oh, I'll, oh, I'll bring you back. I like to remind you because you're just a few years older than me, which I think makes you the oldest person in this office. So. Well, I'm
1: pretty used to that, too. Look, look, I'm wearing my...
0: Uh, whose face is on your... So- oh. oh, Shabby. Is that, sh- that
1: was one of my office birthday gifts.
0: I didn't get to see all the gifts. I wasn't here that day. I do need to kind of hear about it. I'm sure they got you a ton of fun stuff.
1: Yeah. So these socks is, well, Rochelle, you can t- talk about it.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> Sean put on a wig that Abby had ordered for herself. And we took a fo- photo of Sean. And then we decided to put him on socks. And of course. We, we call Sean and Abby around the office shabby from time to time. And those are two other retirement planners here at Merkel Retirement Planning. Oh, wait. I'm sure it was a fun celebration. As we talk about birthdays, a significant birthday as you're moving to and through retirement is 72. And it didn't used to be one of those birthdays that was top of mind for pre-retirees and retirees, Lauren, but because of the SECURE Act, 72 is now significant and it's what we're going to focus on in today's podcast. Yeah,
1: not too many people are talking about the SECURE Act anymore in light of COVID. I mean, the, the SECURE Act was all of the rage six months ago. That's what everybody was talking about because it was such a, a monumental piece of legislation and then COVID hit and- And now everybody's forgotten about it, but the ramifications are still present and there's some good things that happened with the secure act. And then there's some not so good things that happened with secure act. 72 is now a meaningful birthday. The only reason 72 was a meaningful birthday before is because you made it 72. But now from a legislative standpoint, You don't have to start taking your required minimum distributions from your pre-tax accounts until age 72. Prior to the Secure Act, it was 70 and a half. And there's some some nuances with the Secure Act as it relates to 70 and a half and 72 that we want to address on today's show. Um, but, But as far as significant birthdays from a retirement planning standpoint, 59 and a half is one of those. 70 and a half is still significant. And then now seventy two.
0: This is the first change to the required minimum distribution or RMD age since this became law in nineteen eighty six. So that makes it even more significant. It,
1: it's it's it, it is significant, and and really the the biggest ramification of this is it dictates control over your for most retirees the biggest source of their retirement income, which is their pre tax four hundred and one k plans and pre tax IRAs. Uh, at age 72, now they're mandated to start taking distributions out of it, which is better than what it used to be at 70 and a half. So now it gives people a full 18 months longer to control their money. They can take it out if they want to. If they choose to take it out, they pay taxes on it, or they can defer another 18 months until 72, which they have to start taking it out at that point.
0: And you did mention the SECURE Act. And generally speaking, Lauren, not a piece of legislation that you're really thrilled about. This 72 age that we're going to focus on today, that's the one positive out of these changes.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny when when Congress comes up with these... T- this. T- uh, it's funny, when Congress comes up with legislation of this type, they always have to come up with this glamorous name for it. So SECURE Act is an acronym that stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement.
0: Enhancement. Who doesn't want that?
1: Which sounds glorious, doesn't it? I yes. Mean, every community is going to be set up for retirement enhancement. Love it. But, but as we look at the actual details of this bill, uh, my team uh, took a look at the details and we said, the SECURE Act. Acronym setting every community up for retirement enhancement doesn't accurately reflect what the bill does. So we thought of another one. What we feel is a better name for it is seize every cent of unused retirement earnings. Because in in reality, what this is going to do is it's going to generate a bunch more revenue for the IRS in a much more expeditious manner than what the other laws allowed. So it's going to create a bigger tax bill for many families than what was prior December 19th of 2019 before the Secure Act was passed.
0: And that's because mostly because of the changes to IRAs.
1: Yeah, mostly because of the changes to IRAs, which, by the way, is where most people's retirement money is is housed. There's $29 trillion in retirement accounts. The vast majority of that is in pre-tax 401k plans and IRAs, which is directly impacted by this bill. And one of the biggest pieces of this legislation, which is going to... Increase the amount of tax revenue and decrease the amount that that people get to save of their own retirement money is the uh, elimination of the stretch IRA. Prior to the SECURE Act, if you passed away, your kids, your grandkids, your beneficiaries could stretch out distributions over the course of their lifetime. So if you pass at age 75, your kids are 55, they only have to take distributions based on their life expectancy, not your life expectancy, which means they're taking out a smaller distribution and they can stretch it out over the the entire course of their life, meaning that most likely they are going to pay less tax on those distributions. Whereas now your kids receive the money, they have a 10 year period of time of which they have to liquidate this account. So your $750,000 pre-tax IRA now has to be liquidated over a 10-year period of time. And most likely, your 55-year-old child, or that that sounds weird, right? 55-year-old child. (laughs) (laughs) But but my mom always says, I'm always going to be your kid. That's
0: right. You're always her baby.
1: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So your 55-year-old son or daughter who receives this money is probably in their highest wage earning years. Right? So they're, they're going to pay ordinary income tax on top of what they're earning, which means Uncle Sam, the IRS, is probably going to get a bigger chunk of your $750,000 IRA because now they have to have it liquidated within a 10-year period of time.
0: And this IRA... Uh, these changes to IRAs mean that some people are really changing how they set up their legacy plan in retirement. And we've done a podcast and a television episode on this with more details on how you can change your strategy, or at least start discussing how you may want to change your retirement strategy and your legacy plan. You can go to YouTube and search for Merkle Retirement Planning to see uh, more on the SECURE Act and IRAs. But let's get back to age 72, because there is a positive out of this SECURE Act. And for some people, it's a really good thing now, Lauren, that they can wait until age 72 to take those RMDs.
1: It is a really good thing, especially in light of the tax environment that we're in today. And we've talked about this on this show. We talked about it on the television show about how we feel taxes are on sale. The lowest tax bracket we have right now is the 10% bracket. We have to go all the way back to the 50s before we find a bracket as low as that. Our highest tax bracket right now is 37%. If we go back to just the 80s, it was 70%. So historically speaking, we're we're in relatively low tax rates. And if you have an extra eighteen months months before you're mandated to take distributions out that you will be forced to pay taxes on, then that allows you then the another eighteen months to to engage in some pretty effective tax strategies like Roth conversions, where you can convert money from the pre-tax to the Roth and not have to uh, worry about the required minimum distribution on top of that as well so it just gives uh, some additional time to engage in this type of planning while taxes are on sale
0: and let's discuss some of the nuances who does this affect if you turned what 70 and a half in 2019 then your rmd age is still 70
1: that is correct so it's your rmd age is still 70 and a half now with in light of the cares act due to covid you do not have to take an RMD this year. So that's a good thing, too. So prior, so there's two different reg, leg, legis, pieces of legislation that are working together here. One is the SECURE Act, which means that if you were 70 and a half prior to 2000 or during 2019, that you were mandated to take a distribution this year, except for the CARES Act was passed, and now it says nobody has to take a required minimum distribution this year. So everybody will be mandated to take, everybody who is otherwise mandated to take a distribution will have to resume those distributions starting in 2021. So it's very easy to get all of this legislation confused, and, and and that's why it's so important to stay on top of this, because legislation changes all the time. In fact, we might have, we probably will have some additional legislation towards the end of this year, potentially early next year, that might say they don't have to take another distribution. We, we don't know what's going to come out, because we don't really know how long this this COVID-19 is going to last, but we just have to stay on top of it and make sure that we're applying the legislation in a meaningful way to people's retirement plan to make sure they're not taking distributions they don't need to, or that they are taking the distributions that they have to.
0: And this is fairly elementary, but maybe those who haven't hit these RMD ages yet might not know how this works. When you do hit this age, do you initiate these distributions with the carrier of of these investments or will they automatically initiate them or how does it work?
1: Yeah, the custodian uh, is where the money is actually housed. So whether you're using a Vanguard or TD Ameritrade or a Fidelity, that's the custodian where the money is actually housed. They should send you some documentation that this is the amount that you have to take out, but It's, it's incumbent upon you to make sure that that money comes out. So if you miss it and your money's at TD Ameritrade, TD Ameritrade is not paying your 50% penalty. You are paying the 50% penalty on whatever it is you were mandated to take out. So this is, this is your responsibility. If you're working with an advisor or a retirement planner, your retirement planner should be helping you stay on top of this as well. That's, that's part of the responsibility of the advisor, but ultimately in the, in the eyes of the IRS, it's on you.
0: And you can start taking distributions before you hit this age if you start, need to start using this money for retirement income, right?
1: Yes. And, and many retirees do start taking money from their IRAs prior to 70 and a half or 72. But they're, surprisingly, there are a number of people who they have a good pension. They have a maximization social security strategy. They're deriving the income that they need to live on from these other sources. And they don't want to take money from their IRAs. So it's really that group of people who this impacts the most. Because if you're already taking distributions from your IRAs, you're probably already taking enough to suffice what you're mandated to take out. But you do want to verify that you are taking out out enough. If at 70 and a half, uh, the the percentage that you were mandated to take out is about 3.65%. And then it goes up a little bit every year from there. So,
0: and it's based on life expectancy, how they calculate that.
1: It's based on a life expectancy table that was developed by the IRS, and you can find that publication out on the IRS website. But it it starts out at about 3.65% and goes up. So, if you have a $500,000 IRA and you're taking $20,000 out, then that will be enough to suffice what you're mandated to take out, starting at either 70.5 or 72.
0: And is that the value of doing this long term tax planning that I know you and the other retirement planners here talk about? Because, you know, if I'm 60 or I'm 60 sixty five, I, I imagine it's kind of hard to look at 72 and and what my world's going to look like then, let alone what my RMDs are going to be and what I might pay in taxes in in five or ten years. But that's part of the, the comprehensive plan that you put together for people.
1: Yeah, that's part of the, you know, in, inherently planning means forward looking. And and that's part of what we do from a retirement planning standpoint is try to forecast down the road. Here's, here's what we know based on today's legislation that we are going to have to do. Here's the possible tax bill that you might have based on what it is you have now, based on current legislation and, and projected legislation down the road. And then here's some strategies that we should be implementing right now based on what it is it takes takes to meet your lifestyle requirements today based on what we think it's going to take to meet your lifestyle requirements tomorrow in 10 years from now and 20 years from now. So the, the planning, if, if we're not forward thinking, then we're leaving a lot of time and a lot of opportunity on the table, especially when it comes to the tax planning. We may never get these tax rates again for a lot of pre-retirees and retirees. They may never see this type of tax opportunity ever again. 2026 is when the tax rates are scheduled to go up. Now we'll see what happens with the election this year. Tax rates might go up earlier. They might be on the table until 2026, but almost everybody we talk to, professionals or clients or people who are just talking to us about their retirement planning, I have not had one person tell me that they think tax rates are going to go down. So tax rates even stay the same. There's a lot of opportunity that people have if they engage in that tax planning right now, but the decisions on what type of strategy they're going to implement now is going to be based on what the forward thinking projections are going to be for their particular plan. And that's why we have to think about today, but we also have to think about tomorrow in the planning.
0: And part of thinking about tomorrow might mean paying some taxes now to avoid paying taxes later and i use the word avoid this isn't anything you know you're not avoiding the irs or you're, you're still meeting your legal obligations
1: no that's that's exactly right and that's that's exactly contradictory to what we've always been taught you know when we were when when Pre-retirees and retirees were saving their money. They, They were always told they are going to be in a lower tax bracket when they retire than what they're in now. So delay paying taxes as long as you possibly can. That's going to give you the largest sum of money that you can then use to fund your retirement savings. For some retirees, that's played out very well there's many retirees, especially retirees that we work with, that they could be in a higher tax bracket in retirement than what they that than what they are right now. And so now it's about, do we pay taxes on a piece or as much of this money as we can right now while taxes are on sale? And then that way, you never have to pay taxes on that money ever again. The eighth wonder of the world is compounding interest, but that eighth wonder- <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Oh, you didn't hear? I,
0: that's the first time I've heard that.
1: See, I knew you didn't listen to me. There's the
0: pyramids, there's the Rock of Gibraltar, and then there's... Well,
1: there's seven wonders of the world, except for compounding interest. That makes eight.
0: Oh, really? I can't wait to visit that.
1: It's wonderful. <laughs> but that that's what a lot of our retirees get to visit, is they get to experience that eighth wonder of the world, and compounding interest works really well, but it works really, really, really well if that compounding interest is tax free. So what we're talking about with this tax plan is pay taxes when it's on sale, when tax rates are on sale, which is now for many people, and then put it in, in the Roth IRA, which you never have to pay taxes on that money ever again. And so you get to take advantage of the eighth wonder of the world, but this time it's tax-free. And that's how you can really magnify your wealth over even, even in your retirement years. And if you're looking to have any legacy ambitions of, of all of passing some of that money on to your kids or grandkids, what a wonderful way to pass it on. Cause it goes tax-free to them as well.
0: We're talking about age 72, so that's when the required minimum distributions kick in for many people. And some people learn you find they don't need those as part of their retirement income. They don't need the money to meet the the vision of, of whatever their travel plans look like or whatever their day-to-day stuff looks like. There are some other options of things they can do with that money and one of those is a QCD. The
1: QCD, a Qualified Charitable Distribution is a wonderful vehicle, especially in light of the tax law changes of 2018. Because 2018, the standard deduction doubled for most people which means that they could no longer itemize. I think it's projected about 90 92% of people in the in the country now do not itemize their deductions. They are using the standard deduction, which means the charitable contributions that they make they really receive very little to no tax benefit for those contributions. So what the Qualified Charitable Distribution does is it allows people who are 70 and a half, and that's an important distinguishment as well, is that even in light of the SECURE Act, which pushes the RMD age to 72, the QCD age still stayed at 70 and a half. So once you obtain 70 and a half, you are eligible for this, this tax benefit, which means let's say your, your required minimum distribution would be $10,000 for the year. You already give $2,000 a year to your church. Now what you can do is you can take that $2,000 out of your pre-tax IRA. It suffices for your required minimum distribution, but you give it to your church like you were doing anyway, and you don't have to pay a dime of federal tax on that $2,000. And it doesn't matter whether you itemize. It doesn't matter whether you use the standard deduction. It's just $2,000 distribution from your IRA that you don't have to pay taxes on, and you still get to have the uh, charitable donation go to your church.
0: And one thing we know about retirement planning is, is that it does continue to change. And your retirement plan can change as your retirement vision changes. And you can continue to learn about all of those new changes right here on this podcast. It's retiring today. One opportunity to talk about your retirement and your retirement vision is our retirement checkup call. 15 minutes you can spend with one of the retirement planners here at Merkle Retirement Planning talking about Maybe you want to talk about non-qualified accounts. Maybe you heard Roth conversions and you want to learn more. Go to MerklePlan.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Plan.com. You'll get right on the calendars of our advisors and you can schedule a 15-minute call or you can continue to listen to this podcast. It's retiring today and we thank you for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. It's significant because that's what we're going to... Oh, I almost had that transition, guys. It felt felt like it was all the cogs were moving, but they just didn't funnel to the They were moving. Okay, let me try that again. So happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. (laughs) Dang it. Okay, I'm not doing that. As we talk about birthdays, the year... Oh, okay. I promise. Hang on. Stay in your seats. Don't go anywhere.